0: I'm going to begin with a visualization. You're the captain of a ship. You're sailing in the middle of the ocean. You hit a storm. You lose control of your ship. It runs into some craggy rocks and gets smashed to bits. Ship goes down. Your crew, your supplies, your goods. Everything goes down with the ship. You are the only thing that survives what do you have? Welcome to another episode of The Modern Spiritualist. For new listeners, The Modern Spiritualist is a spirituality podcast that discusses how we might find grounded authentic spirituality between the extremes of dogmatic organized religion and superficial New Age spirituality. Not to say that all religion is dogmatic or that all New Age spirituality is superficial, So I had a rough week. A lot of interesting feelings and potential life lessons came up. It had me reflecting a lot on what spiritual integrity really means. So I've been sitting on this question. If you are what survives a shipwreck, what do you have? In my spiritual path, which is a Sufi path, I am currently undertaking what is called the knighthood of purity. The knighthood of purity is split into four sections. Iron, copper, silver, and gold. There are ten suggestive actions to work with for each section, and you work on each action for 40 days. The first one was make no false claims, and I did pretty well, especially considering I've always been a bit of a liar, so I'm happy to celebrate that. The thing about make no false claims is that, well, I can still boast, right, if the boasting is based on something I have indeed done that I take a lot of pride in, and I'm quite proud and quite boastful. I likewise can still be blunt, direct, or mean and still speak truth, and I'm quite blunt and direct. I struggle to use the word mean because mean is, in my view, based on intent and I never intend to be malicious, but others can certainly perceive it that way, so it's open for discussion. An aspect of myself that I can't really ignore is the very high standards that I set for myself and others. Do I set the same standards for myself as others? Yes. It isn't incongruent with each other. And yet, wherever you are, there you are. And people aren't always where I am. So this aspect of spiritual integrity to me is an interesting one, because it poses the question, am I living in true spiritual integrity by deciding someone else is not choosing integrity? Or am I violating my own integrity by deciding that for another person? I'm speculating, I don't know the answer right now, but this is what is bringing up the topic today. You are what survives a shipwreck. To me, this means that if all of your belongings, everything you have, all the external stuff that you identify with, suddenly disappeared, would you still feel full? Or would you be stuck with memories of actions you shouldn't have taken? Fruitless goals you've chased? and old ideas and stories about yourself and the world that doesn't serve you. If all that's left is you, what does that contain? To me, undertaking the knighthood of purity sets an example of what I could potentially be left with if all I had in the world was me. I want to cultivate qualities of integrity that can stay with me. Honor, honesty, humility, trust, friendship, constancy, joy, respect for myself and others, Compassion, fairness, responsibility, consideration, service. But I think the biggest thing about integrity is aligning my words with my actions. Am I who I say I am? Am I who I want to be? Do I do what I say I'm going to do? Do I hold myself accountable to my own ideals? Am I living in a way that is aligned with my soul's purpose? Or am I chasing false passions and addictions? Am I serving the fame, money, and validation that my ego wants? How am I truly showing up in the world? I gotta be honest, my actions are pretty solid. I do what I say I'm going to do. I live in the way I say I'm going to live, for the most part. But am I being prepared to eventually become a knowledge bestower? A teacher? Am I acting like one? And I have to consider the fact that maybe I'm not. Because I place an expectation on others that aligns with my version of integrity, not theirs. So this begs the question, how do you help others cultivate their own versions of spiritual integrity? Because when you place a value on others that doesn't align with their version of integrity, this is the point when, generally, shame begins to stir within others. And shame arises when we feel we aren't meeting the expectations of other people's version of integrity. And so when we talk about spiritual integrity we aren't actually talking about meeting some sort of universal expectation within any spiritual community we're a part of. It's not even about being good or bad. It's an inner alignment that doesn't actually have to do with anybody else. And this is a really hard concept to wrap our minds around because we are conditioned to believe in the groupthink. And I'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with the groupthink. There could be, there could not be, by anyone's standards. But the thing about values is... <laughs> um. We make them up, right? I mean, we place value on what makes us feel good about ourselves, and generally they're aligned with others. Personally, kindness is important to me, right? And I think kindness is important to a lot of people. But my definition of kindness might be different, and that's because I place a really high value on truth and less of a high value on people feeling good all the time. Others may feel that kindness means making people always feel good, and neither of these definitions are wrong. It's just that value is subjective interpretation. So spiritual integrity is actually an inward self-discovery. The first step is going, okay, what do I value? And then two, what does it look like to live these values? And then three, how can I live them so that my actions align with those values? And this comes with a lot of internal analyzation and experimentation. Because as you go about your day, your life, you got to check in with yourself with certain things and then gauge how it truly makes you feel and find the root cause-effect relationship surrounding that feeling and then remove any external voices that might be attached to that and then find out how you really feel underneath all that. Sounds convoluted, but an example from my life could be something really simple like, I know if I don't write every day, I feel bad. And the external voices would say, You won't be be successful if you don't work hard. If you aren't successful, no one will respect you. If no one respects you, you have no value. And these are all shame things, right? So if I eliminate these voices and give them no power, I can ask, will I still feel bad if I don't write every day? And the answer is still yes, so I dig a little deeper and find that writing is actually a very powerful expression of my soul's purpose. It allows me to alleviate strong feelings and communicate my truth, and so when I don't write, I'm actually not expressing my soul's purpose very clearly, and that doesn't align with my inner integrity. So I can then cultivate my personal sense of integrity by writing as often as I can. And in this way we discover who we are, what we really stand for, and how to live it to be a better version of ourselves. And I think to answer my own question, how do we teach others to cultivate their personal spiritual integrity? by example. By aligning our own words with our own actions, we inspire others to do the same in a non-judgmental container, and that is a powerful step in the right direction. So, ask yourself, in the midst of that shipwreck, what do I have? And if you don't like the answer, dig a little deeper. See what you can find. See what might be satisfying to you. And in this way, we become real we become more in control because we stop seeing ourselves in the, t- in the context of external or cultural circumstances or stuff we've accumulated. And then we can find our sense of grounding and foundation within ourselves instead of in the ever-changing forms around us. And that is a really powerful shift that can intensify our sense of safety and security in an entirely new way outside of external circumstance. So I encourage you to think about it. If you have any questions or want to start a conversation, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. My Twitter is at 9muse4, that's N-I-N-E-M-U-S-E and the number 4. And my Instagram for this podcast is at Modern Spiritualist Podcast. All right, guys. Have a great week. You were born for the development of your soul. Develop it. Have fun with it. Thank you.